Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast, where we open our Bibles and we talk about the beauty, goodness, truth we find there. I'm Jeremy Mitchell, the host of this episode and also the creative director at She Reads Truth. And so this is our third behind the scenes episode. And today I have in the room with me, Rachel Myers, our CEO, and Ryan Myers, her husband and COO, and former creative director and former designer and also their dog, Honey. Uh, is in the room with us. She's here. We're very professional. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that we always talk about here internally at She Reads Truth, and that is design on purpose. And what is design on purpose? Well, I'm glad you asked. So (laughs) at the front of every single study book, there's a section dedicated to this topic. So if you have a study book handy, flip to the front and take a look, and you can see what I'm talking about. So there's a section called Design on Purpose, and there's a statement in all of our books, and I'm just going to read it here. At She Reads Truth, we believe in pairing the inherently beautiful Word of God with the aesthetic beauty it deserves. Each of our resources is thoughtfully and artfully designed to highlight the beauty, goodness, truth of Scripture in a way that reflects the themes of each curated reading plan. Rachel, Where did the term design on purpose come from? Yeah, it came probably out of a mood board meeting, I'm guessing. So when we create a book, it always begins with our content department. Everything really begins there. But there's a point in the reading plan book development process, you know, called the creative handoff. And so we'll talk about this in a later episode. We'll Mm -hmm. talk more about what it means to design a whole book. But after the creative handoff, our content team tells the creative team everything there is to know about the plan that we're putting together. And then usually about a week later, our creative team comes back and presents a big mood board reveal of everything they're thinking for this book. And the thing that I love about those mood board meetings is that there is so much thought put into those. Mm -hmm. And so for years, we've been doing these mood board meetings and we'll all gather in a room or right now we're all gathering on Zoom to do this digitally. But our designers, Kelsey and Davis, are the two designers who put together our books. And usually one or the other will kind of sit us down and just tell us everything they were thinking when they put together this mood board, you know, down to like why they chose this typeface, why they chose, you know, this color scheme, whether they think it should be a book with photos in it or with art in it, all of those things. But they choose it not because they think it'll make a really pretty book, but because these things are thoughtfully chosen to go with everything they heard in that creative handoff Mm -hmm. meeting, in that meeting where they heard everything about whatever that book of the Bible is or that topic. And it was so fascinating to hear all of the thought that went into, and we require our designers to read the books before they pick up a mouse in their case to design them. So when they're designing for Ephesians, they've read Ephesians and they're thinking about that too. And Really, I think we just came to a point in a mood board meeting where I was like, our she's need to hear this. They need to know, not just that we like chose a pretty typeface for no good reason, but I think it'd be really interesting to them to hear why we designed this on purpose. Yeah. And so I think I just said, like, what if we did a little section in the front of each book that we called it design on purpose and just kind of gave them a little window into all of the work that went into this, not just to make a book, but to design it on purpose. Yeah, I think that section is super helpful for the reader to start there and to understand like why we did all the things that we did. And a lot of times in those mood board meetings, I'm often like pleasantly surprised at where the designers took a certain study plan. My brain might not have gone there, but Kelsey and Davis are amazing designers and mm-hmm. um, they come up with so many awesome looks for our study books. So Ryan, She Reads Truth has a very specific look. 
How would you describe the look of She Reads Truth? So we've always approached our creative direction for these books with another principle that we have called restraint and polish. And the goal of any design of a book is always to improve the experience of the content itself. In our case, the form always follows the function. It's there to support it. So, you know, whether that be through color choice or imagery, that's never the first decision. It's always based on the content that the reader is going to experience. So everything that is going to come out of these books is always going to be really clean and crisp. We like to lean on negative space and simple color palettes, never trying to overload the design of the book because that is not the sole focus. We're here, you know, the creative team is here to really support the content. Yeah, there's a big emphasis on both form and function for sure. And I think that we had a couple of moments like along the way as we, you know, between, you know, 2014 when we created our first study book, Mm -hmm. that Nehemiah book, to now where we've asked ourselves, boy, it would be so much easier to just have a book design template and just design all of our books the same way. Like there's a simpler way to go about this. And early on, we thought, no, we we know how diverse our community is, how many different aesthetics there are and all the different things. And we wanted to be able to like appeal to the width and breadth of our community. And so we decided early on and we've questioned ourselves and then kind of doubled down along the way that we do want every book to have a very unique aesthetic. We want it to have broadly the She Reads Truth aesthetic. But every book is a little bit of a surprise. Every time we release a new book, it is a reveal. And mm-hmm. it, and we like being able to do that for the community saying like, you know, we have a new plan coming. We can't wait to show you the cover. Yeah. We can't wait to show you the aesthetic. Is it going to be fine art? Is it going to be photography? Is it going to be, you know, something that we've created in-house like paper quilling for Advent? All these little things. Right. We like that every book has its own flavor And its own aesthetic in a sense, but it does have the she reads truth aesthetic of restraint and polish. Well, and I think it's important. Every book of the Bible is different. You know, you've got so many different genres. Yeah, Mm -hmm. different authors, different, you know. Literary styles. Literary styles. So it's important to approach them differently aesthetically. Yeah. And from a creative standpoint, too, it's fun for the creative team to dream and Mm -hmm. do big things with our books, each book. Yeah. We like to make things hard on ourselves, but it's fun. (laughs) We we enjoy it. We like the variety and we think the community does, too. Rachel, we have standards at Shiri's Truth that every book follows the standard that we have set. And we kind of like redo those every year. Talk about the standards of our books. Yeah, it is fun. Every year we like to reevaluate it, but we do want to create a consistent experience for the she's. Like, for example, if you look at, if you hold one of your books and hold the spine, you'll see that at the bottom there's a little She Reads Truth. If you're holding the She Reads Truth book, you'll see the little She Reads Truth logo. And, you know, I'm holding the Women in the Word book and it's black background. And, you know, you may be holding the book of Matthew and it's a blue background. And those are actually indicators of what genre, like Ryan was talking about, their different literary styles. And so we like right at the beginning, right on the outside of the cover to cue you in immediately to what type of book you're going to be reading. So the black, that just means topical. Like so any of our topical books will have a little black flag. Blue would be gospel and so on. So, you know, that's a standard that we created along the way. We also liked that, you know, when you line up all your study books in your bookcase, you can see all the little colors lined up. But there are standards even, you know, on the back of the book where we have blurbs now so that you can like kind of get an overview of the study. We have 
at the end of every book, we have a moment, we call it for the record. And we like that we give everybody a moment to not just like finish the last day, put it down and walk away, but to pause and reflect on their time and sort of record that moment in history. Even things like where was I studying? What was I listening to when I studied? You know, what were the things that I learned? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I think so. Can you guess what my favorite standard is that happened after I joined Series Truth? I was going to say the colophon, but I guess that was not, mm, that's, uh, that's that, was, that was a long standing thing. Yeah. The colophon is like where we say like, what paper we use right. and all that nerd out stuff. What did I'm trying to think? What is it? It's the day number at the bottom of each page. That was it. That's a Jeremy Mitchell legacy moment <laughs> right there. That's so right. Because you, yeah. as a user, didn't like that you weren't able to just go right to whatever day it was. So yeah. now in the running footer, it says day 25, and you can look for it just by thumbing through at the bottom. You're right. Yeah, you can Good. get right to it. Which again is Everyone an example. Everyone thanks you, of, Jeremy. <laughs> this is again an example of, of design serving the user. So very rarely are you going to open one of our books and find something that doesn't actually live there for a purpose. Right. Yeah. Hey friends, Hannah here. Have you ever considered trying out our She Reads Street subscription box? Well, we're giving our podcast listeners a special discount for 15% off their first box. All you have to do is head on over to shop shereadstruth.com slash box and enter the code box15 at the checkout. Sign up once and then have a plan to read the word of God every day. What are you waiting for? Head on over now to shop shereadstruth.com slash box. Now back to the show. A lot of my background is in user experience. And so it's neat to come to She Reads Truth and be in the print world, back in the print world, really, and look at extras and look at them from a viewpoint of like, does this make sense to a user that is picking this up for the very first time? Maybe they are a born again Christian in their thirties and they've never heard of this. And so like they look at this extra and it has to make sense for them as well. Yeah. And extras are such a, like one of my favorite things about our books because it is this awesome opportunity to use art to teach like we can create all the content, but if we don't organize it and present it in a way that is clearly digestible, clearly understandable, then it's still just information on a page. Then it's just, you know, a, a word doc. Yeah. And I love the extras that we've created over time, like the spiritual gifts extra that we created or the languages in the Bible, the timelines that we create that are the most beautiful timelines I've ever seen for yeah. Bibles. And when the designers put a new extra in front of us and say, you know, how does this read to you? If you're experiencing this, what questions do you have? It's helpful for us to sometimes also say, hey, this is really pretty, but actually I'm not digesting it well. And so there's that tension of making sure that more than anything, function wins out over form. Right. But so often form really elevates the function. Totally. So I've known y'all for like 13 years. Um, Ryan and I have had very similar careers as far as um, working in advertising and building products. And then Rachel, I remember you had that, was it like a baby organic skincare company? For a very short blip. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And so like y'all two have used your creative passions in many different ways, but how do you see your creative past and experiences feeding into the design on purpose that she reads truth? I mean, I think that, you know, obviously my day-to-day is not spent on the creative direction as it used to. I have gladly passed along that title to Jeremy, but I'm still involved in a handful of conversations, and I'm grateful for that. This has been a privilege for me as a believer to be able to work 
in direct kingdom building work using my passion in my craft. And, you know, I hear from a lot of designers, you know, designers that have come to work for us. And Jeremy, you've said it too. You can only design for advertisements for tires for so long. Right. But you realize that there's something more and there's something more that you can do and you, you have that deep-seated passion to create for good. And, you know, while I may not be involved as much in the day-to-day anymore, I'm excited to see all of these new designers coming in and young and fresh and passionate designers that have joined our team at She Reads Truth and with fresh ideas right? because I'm out of ideas. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, and so just to be able to shepherd them and support them, it's kind of the natural timeline for any creative, any designer is that you build your craft, you execute your craft, and then you teach the next round. Right. And that's what is happening here. And I'm super grateful for that. I'm super excited to be focused on the function of She Reads Truth as an organization now that I can, you know, make sure people are cared for internally the way they need to be, make sure, you know, all of the cogs are moving clearly and we've got oil in in the machine, right? (laughs) And we know that, you know, kingdom work looks a lot of different ways. Right. It's spreadsheets, it's book design, it's digging ditches, it's, you know, working in a hospital. We just have the privilege of a very direct line of creating resources that help people read the Bible. Yeah. That's great, Ryan. Rachel, how would you answer the same question? I don't know that I've been like directly using my actual college degree since college, interior design. So I'm not really using that. But the thing that brought me into interior design is a love for beautiful things. Like I am always on the lookout for beauty and I can find it just about anywhere. And I love that gift that the Lord, like that thing that God has equipped me with. And maybe I'm not using my degree. Maybe I'm not, you know, interior designing things, but, um, well, we do have a very nice looking office. Our office is pretty. And you know what? <laughs> Everybody enjoys that. I might not be doing that professionally, but that gift, that drive, that passion that the Lord instilled in me in a, young age for finding beauty and for creating beauty like that I'm for sure using. I still, they don't need me in the mood board meetings anymore or the cover meetings because we have such a talented team with really clear vision, great ideas, great skill. But I get to come in and I get to be sort of the grandma in the room. (laughs) (laughs) And I do get to, you know, know it when I see it. And I do get to kind of help teach them, you know, what we're looking for, what specific, like, what does that restraint and polish look like? And so I still get to use, you know, that passion. And I also just get to encourage the people who are coming behind us and just doing great work. And I just get to keep telling them they're doing great work. And also, that's honestly such a relief. Like, there came a point in the She Reads Truth history where Ryan took away my Adobe account. Like, he was just like, hey, Ray, like, I understand that you kind of know how to use this, but there are people who really do know how to use this. It was was a severe mercy. (laughs) So I'm glad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm glad that there are people now on our team who are really good. And Ryan's not taking away their Adobe accounts. In fact, he's giving them Adobe accounts because they're so good at what they do. And what I love now and my role now isn't necessarily design on purpose, but it's teaching this next generation of designers that there is nothing we can add to scripture to make it more beautiful. There's nothing we can add to it to make it more true, more relevant. The temptation is to think that we can do that, that we're the ones making scripture beautiful or relevant or important. And we're not. It already is all of those things. It is the most 
beautiful, good and true thing in the world. So we get to come alongside it and use design simply to invite others to come and want to read the already beautiful, good and true thing. And so really my job now is not to design on purpose. It's to just remind our team to use whatever skills God has given us, whether it's in the content department, in the marketing department, in the creative department, in shipping, whatever member of our team has come to work to do today, that they are contributing to our mission, not just of women in the word of God every day, but inviting women and men to God's word with whatever talent the Lord has given them. Yeah. The gospel doesn't need good design, but it deserves it. Yeah. And God's word is relevant in spite of our attempts to make it relevant. There's an old shaker design philosophy that actually I think something that I had seen Jeremy tweet in like 2008. But this is something that actually I've like stood by for a long time because it says only make something if it is both necessary and useful. If it is both necessary and useful, don't hesitate to make it beautiful. And to me, that's the core at which any, I mean, I'm speaking as a creative, any creative that is a believer would mm-hmm. use that approach. And that really does sum up the design approach that we take at She Reads Truth. That is design on purpose. So for those that want to read scripture every day, for me personally, I like the satisfaction of completing a She Reads Truth or a He Reads Truth reading plan versus just picking up my Bible and diving in, which which I do and you can do. But to complete a She Reads Truth study book from start to finish, cover to cover and read all the scripture and all the extras and all the experiences, there's something to be said about that. And reading the Bible for me can sometimes feel lonely like, I don't know where to start or I already feel behind and confused, but reading alongside a community is special and it adds something to the experience. So thank you both, Ryan and Rachel Myers, for uh, sitting down and talking about the design on purpose of Shiri's Truth. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. You're an excellent guest host. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so this completes this design on purpose bonus episode, and we have a lot more of these coming soon. So be on the lookout for those. And until then, Ryan, what do we say? Keep opening your Bibles. Bibles.